Hello and welcome everyone to this very special 20th episode of the Ruthless ST Radio Podcast. As always, I am your host, the Ruthless ST himself, Nick Bernal, along with my other faithful co-host, AJ Morrow. AJ, how you doing today? Hey, doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day. It's a good, uh, good day for a nice car meet, so uh, yeah. Good times. It is a very ahead. good day today, but uh, and that's probably where I actually that is where I will be more than likely after uh, we do the show because the good enough garage rain date is today. So yes, it is. That's gonna be a busy one. It is indeed. So today with us we have a very special guest. Uh, He was actually on the State of the Scene panel two weeks ago, or three weeks ago at this point. Uh, Clay Geyser. Clay, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Well, that's always good to hear, and it's always good to hear when it's a beautiful friggin' day outside, and it's 75 and sunny and beautiful and all that good stuff. So, we first, well, the show... First met Clay when we were doing the State of the Scene panel, uh, which we are going to do more of. We're working on a – we're nailing down a date for that. But so Clay runs the uh, Obsessive Auto Group uh, based in Dayton. And Clay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I guess we'll start with uh, how did you get into cars? So uh, I would say that my dad has a super big uh, – part in that um i always grew up around cars uh he's been a mechanic all his life um and so i wouldn't say that you know i was like forced into getting into cars or anything or making that my profession but um growing up around it definitely um made me interested in it and uh so i learned a lot from my dad and uh ended up going to the uh, Miami Valley CTC for automotive technology, and then went to Sinclair and got my associates uh, in automotive technology as well. And so um, I really didn't get into like the uh, car meat scene um, until, I don't know, I was probably 17, I think I was. Um, so I would definitely say that, you know, it all stemmed from being around cars as a kid with my dad and, uh, working on stuff uh, throughout my teen years and just kind of tinkering with things. I think, I think that's all of us. I think, you know, somebody in our lives, um, some relative, uh, you know, was into cars and that's kind of how we all got into it. At least that's how I got into it. That's how Um, I solidified myself as well. My grandpa grew up uh, and he was around cars a lot, but big into racing. So he went to, Indianapolis and started uh, working on uh, Indy cars, so oh, that nice. was his uh, that was his main deal. Nice. Yeah, he did it between the sixties and the the sixties and the eighties. Uh, so he stopped uh, stopped dealing with Indy cars uh, just a couple couple years shy before I was born. So yeah, yeah, I would definitely say I got uh, I have a lot of other influences. Uh, especially my family. Cause my, my whole family, uh, is in the car. My grandpa used to work for GM, um, back in the day. And then my, my cousin races. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Hornet series. Uh, 
but they race uh like little J body like Cavaliers and stuff on a dirt track. Oh, and nice. uh oh, it's it's actually fun. It's pretty sweet. I went out and watched them once. I haven't gotten out to watch again, but uh they have a good time with that for sure. Uh, this is Eldora. They uh I know they mainly race down at uh what is it? Lawrenceburg. Okay. Speedway. Yeah. Um, been there. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good time to watch for sure. Right on. One of the yeah. other uh, eclectic uh, things you're into, Clay, is old fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that was uh yeah that that was a thing. Um, so the the way that that happened was my boss, um, my current boss had a 1994 International 4900. Um, was an ex fire truck for Springfield. They'd use it for training. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be a water tanker, and so uh, he had that. He got it from one of his buddies that I think worked for Springfield. Um, and they were getting rid of the truck, and so he got a pretty good deal on it. Um, so he was uh, he was in the process of moving, and he'd get rid of it, and so I ended up getting it um i bought it off of them um for a pretty decent price and got it running uh put a little bit of work into it not a whole lot um i bought like it needed batteries and uh needed some other little stuff done to it bought a drive line for it and uh got it running again and it ended up being more work than what i had time for um, which is a common theme with a lot of stuff that I obtain. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I ended up, uh, got it running and ended up trading it. I listed it for sale, ended up trading it to um, a guy up in Hebron, Ohio. Okay. Or not Hebron. Uh, no, Newark. Sorry. Okay. Newark, Ohio. Uh, um, same difference. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually... Uh, in in contact with that guy still because um, he has since taken that fire truck. He put a drive line in it. He actually chopped the frame, shortened it, and oh, wow. uses it to haul trailers and stuff around. It's it it looks badass now. Nice. Um, but I traded it for another fire truck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was the one. That, the next one that I had was a 1977 um, GMC. And what was really unique about this that I thought was sweet, um, it had a two-stroke diesel in it. It was a 671 Detroit. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard a two-stroke diesel, but they sound wild. Um, Because it sounds like the high RPM of a two-stroke motor, but it has the low tone of a diesel. That's got to be. That's super weird. (laughs) I bet. Um, So I ended up getting that. And what was really rare about it was it was a crew cab. And you know, I have looked everywhere to see if I could find another crew cab like that. And there is none that I could ever find. Oh. Um, so it was definitely a rarer item. Um, and I actually, I got that one. Uh, that one ran and drove. So I registered it and got insurance on it, which the insurance was like ridiculously cheap. Because, well, I'm sure, because uh, it was like a 76 yeah, so I uh, I got it registered. I got it registered as a uh, classic truck. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so oh like, wow! I think my insurance on that thing was only like thirty dollars a month or something stupid like that. <laughs> oh, so nice. so uh, 
yeah i used to drive that thing around all the time it was it rode like absolute shit um because <laughs> it had the rear of it it was meant to haul a bunch of weight right, and it had right. no weight on the rear end of it um at the time so it had like 13 leafs in the leaf spring pack on the <laughs> rear with oh. no shocks oh. and uh so there was actually there's actually a time when uh i took it to work and we took it to lunch one day we all piled into it and took it to lunch and uh we were we were going down uh huffman in dayton uh-huh, and, uh-huh. which is a horrible road horrible road absolutely as far as, horrendous uh yeah they really need to do some work on that road but we were driving down huffman and we hit a bump and it hit so hard because of the 13 leafs and leaf spring pack on the rear um, it hit so hard that the cab actually the spot welds on the cab broke, and so <laughs> so the back of the cab when we were hitting bumps like it was going up and down, um, just loosely because there was nothing holding the back of the cab on. Um, so like the floor and the outer shell of the cab were separated. So I ended up drilling some holes, b- bolting the cab oh. back on <laughs> after work that day so I could drive it home and not worry about the cab flying off. Damn. Um, but yeah, that thing was, that thing was a blast. Um, and I, the only reason I got rid of it, um, which I wish I could have kept that thing, but I just did not have room um, to store it, nor did I have time to do the work on it that needed done. Because um, the original goal for it was I was going to use it to haul my cars and stuff on the back of it. Right. Um, but that and it, it ended up needing a lot of body work, which I didn't have time for. So I ended up actually trading it um, for another truck, not a fire truck. Uh, traded it for another truck. I was gonna say that's when um, you got your Ford, right? Yeah. So which I am, I'm not a Ford guy, but it had it has a seven three in it. So Ford didn't build that motor. Um, no, that's which a, is why that it's is durable. definitely an international um, motor. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I ended up trading for um, 99 F250, and the guy also gave me 2500 bucks cash, which basically paid for all the money that I had in my fire trucks. Thank so you. I basically ended up with a 99 F250 Super Duty for free. Um, and that's what I have now as a daily through winter and also to pull my trailer with my your, other your, your uh, pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, but yeah, I'm, that is that I'm, is the uh, stories of the fire trucks, which I will own. I will own another big truck. Uh, I definitely want another big truck. I just do not have room um, currently. So once I have a place that can accommodate uh, More a big junk. truck like that, <laughs> then uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> once I have a place that can accommodate uh, something like that, then I will definitely have something like that. I really want a. Uh, an old cab over semi. I oh, think those are that'd sweet. Be awesome. That'd uh, be awesome. So I've, I mean, I've been peeking at marketplace every once in a while and I found a few, but I just don't, I don't have room right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always the great equalizer, right? How much room do you have? <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you, we do not have room at our house cause, uh, I have three roommates and Ooh. we're all, uh, well, most of us are car guys. Um, oh, no. So I think we have, I think at our house, um, which is not, we do not have a big driveway or anything. Uh-huh. Um, we have, I think at our house, we have eight vehicles at the moment. Oh, jeez. Total between all of us. 
Mm. Junk, um, junk everywhere. <laughs> of which, let's see, four of them are mine. Um, my Jeep, my fifth vehicle is over at my parents' house. Um, and then Evan has two, Ian has one, and Mike has one. So yeah, so we have eight cars here. Jeez. Yeah, it's a lot. That Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I need Big to time. get I need to get rid of stuff, but I I don't. That's my issue. <laughs> I'm actually trying to withhold from buying more stuff because I got <laughs> sent a uh, vehicle that I've been looking for. Uh oh. And uh, pretty good deal, but I'm not going to do it because I don't have room. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Merker. XR4 Ti. Yes, I'm very yes. familiar. That's basically a Sierra Cosworth. Yeah, sim- very similar. Uh-huh. Um, there's a guy that has one uh, in the area for a very, very good price, and it is super clean. And I've been wanting one uh, just because they're weird. I like weird things. Um, oh, we know you like weird uh, shit. Yeah. You like fire trucks. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but... but uh, it's a it's quite a good deal, and uh, I I woke up this morning to my buddy sending me it on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, why'd you have to do that? <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> why? Because it it is super clean, and yep. the guy is just like, I don't have time for it, and if no one buys it, then I'm cutting it up. And I'm like, no, no don't do that. Don't oh, do that. don't do that. Don't do that. So like, part of me wants to buy it and put it in storage so I have time to work on it, but then. I also know that if I do that, I'm never going to work on it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I won't do it. But what yeah, color is it? Red. Oh. Auto or manual? It's auto. Um, there's probably T5 pretty easy swap to, in it. But... Yeah, there's probably pretty, it's probably pretty easy to swap. Yeah. The 86? There's, there's, uh, I don't know what year it is here. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll I'm looking on Marketplace right now, yeah. actually. Uh, he's searching for it. He's going to buy it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> AJ don't have the room for it either, though. <laughs> oh, I, I can send it to you if you want. Uh, the eighty-six. It's in Carroll, Ohio. Yep, that is the one I'm looking at right now. It, it's a beautiful car. Someone needs to pick that thing up. Um, dash so, and inter- interior is super clean. Rust-free body. That's the same year as my Escort, eighty-six. That was my first car. Yeah, I would love to have those. Uh, one of those. Um, uh, there was I, I, another guy that had one in the area that I was looking at. I'd love um, to have a Cosworth. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't we yeah. all? Yeah, um, that's like mm-hmm. one of the holy grails of four-banger really? awesome cars. Cosworth RS. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, those, uh, those Turbo 23s, um, one of my uh, teachers... Uh, from CTC, his name is uh, Mark Brooks. Super cool guy, um, and he he has helped me tremendously. Like we we still talk. He's the one who sent me that um, that car. Uh, I had asked him uh, a couple months ago. I was like, Hey, what's your uh, what's your opinion on the uh, XR4 Ti's? And uh, because he is a uh, when it comes to the Turbo Two Threes, he is the know all for those motors and uh literally i asked him just that simple question and he responded with like i shit you not paragraphs of (laughs) things um he's and i was like you know like i asked him what his opinion was and i was like what are some simple things maybe i could do if i were to get one to make it a little bit more fun and uh 
I when I tell you he knows like everything about the turbo T threes, he like gave me the formula for like two hundred fifty horsepower, three hundred horsepower reliably oh, down to the spark plug gap and the fuel I need to run. And I'm like, dude, holy crap! <laughs> um, he knows the stuff. Yeah, he's like, eh, I've messed around with the two threes a little bit. He used to run a uh, square body Ranger, and oh. uh, it had a turbo two three, uh-huh. and it would pull it would pull the wheels off the line. Um, he's in the process of doing more turbo two three stuff now with a notchback Fox body, which I'm excited for. Oh, um, yeah, super cool guy. He, uh, he's definitely one of the big influences in my life. Um, later on in my life, as far as car stuff goes, he is a fantastic guy. Oh yeah. So you have a cobalt, uh, an F two fifty. Or a Cobalt and an F-250, right? You don't have anything else that I can't remember? Uh, okay, so I have the Cobalt, um, which is my daily, um, which was supposed to be a car that I don't spend money on, and then I spent money on it. <laughs> it's uh, a hell of a daily. <laughs> and, yeah, it's quick. It is not fast. I will be the first to tell anyone that it is not fast. It makes cool noises. Yeah, uh, I had an 06 back in 06, so I, I uh, bought it in Worthington, Ohio, and then they shipped it from Worthington all the way to Martin Chevrolet, which was in Park Lane, which is now, I think, Victory Cycles. Yeah. So I had yeah, the car. Okay. I sold the car in 2009, but, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I, I remember uh, you, you and I talked Cobalts a little uh, while yeah. back ago. Almost uh, bought yours. And you actually almost, yeah, you almost bought the car that I have. I now. sure uh, did. my buddy Noah. But I think the only thing that steered me away from it was the fact that the wrong transmission was in the car and yeah. it didn't read the speedo. Did you get that fixed? <laughs> oh, you, you act like I work on my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you act like I have time to do this. His dad was no. like, "Oh, we just used the Waze app to check our speed." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, no, I, I don't want to do that." <laughs> yeah, uh, the reasoning for that was the uh, transmission that was in it, which I I have the original transmission that was in the car. Um, Whoever had it before Noah had bought it, uh, yes. did what most people with Cobalt SSs do and do a bunch of first, second gear pulls. Um, oh no, and blew the trains up. Blast out the synchros for second oh. gear. So uh, Noah said that uh, it ground a lot um, going into second pretty bad. Yeah, um, that synchro's going bad. So so he uh, got a another F35 transmission, but it was from an 04 Ion Redline which has the speedo sensor in a different spot. Um, and it would not work with the way that the cobalt is laid out. So came out of an 04 ion red line. And that's the reason the speed sensor won't connect. So so the speed sensor on the cobalts or I think on the ion red lines in the later years, it was the same as the cobalt, um, to where the speed sensor was on the top of the trans. Yes. Um, and on the Oh four ion red line, um, the speed sensor was actually on the mid shaft that goes out of the transmission to the right, um, CV axle. So because the, my cobalt has the on red line, red line transmission. So it doesn't have the place for the speed sensor on the top of the trans. Right. And then it has the cobalt mid shaft. It doesn't have a place for a speed, for a speed sensor there either. So oh, there's no speed sensor in my trans. 
So oh, that's lovely. The only thing that really happens is my speed sensor or my speedo doesn't work and my ABS light is on. And that is because the speed sensor doesn't work. So you don't have ABS. So exactly. in order for him to have the, the speedo in order for clay to have it all done, he has to swap the transmission. So it's an Oh five to 2007 transmission for the LSJ. Right. And that'll work. The Oh four is the only year that that, Speed sensor doesn't connect to uh, any of the other LSJs. It only connects to the 04 red line, which is crazy. That is very crazy. And that's what steered me away from the car. The car is beautiful. It's a rival blue. It's a a very, it's a super rare color. It was the color that came out with the Cobalt was released in 2005. And gorgeous car. Um, What I would have done with it was replace the driver's seat i would have put a new leather uh blue accent driver's seat in it and all the bells and whistles were already there it's got what stage two uh gm it's stage one. Oh, it's a stage one kit okay yep. so it's a so it's a 2.8 inch pulley uh i believe so yes and the uh the motor's been rebuilt that was actually so when we were at ctc um senior year uh you do an engine rebuild project so mine um i did my 305 small block that is now in my el camino um which is coming out of the el camino um but i did that one and then it's gutless yeah it yeah it it does burnouts and that's about it Uh, does it do one wheel peel burnouts or does it actually spin both spins both it spins both both. yeah yeah it's pretty sweet uh but, uh, yeah, so I built my 305, and Noah uh, picked up this Cobalt, and super clean car, uh, showed us pictures of it back in our, it was junior year of high school, um, was showing us pictures of it, and we were like, dude, you should pick that thing up. And so we, he went and picked up the car, and the previous owner was like, yeah, uh, just started blowing a bunch of, bunch of smoke out the exhaust, a bunch of blue smoke, and uh, runs really bad. And uh, Noah was like, okay, and was kind of checking it out. And the guy was like, you want me to start it? And Noah was like, no, don't start it. <laughs> and so we were we were interested to see what the carnage was uh, when he got the motor in um, to school. And uh, he pulled the head off of it. <laughs> and I remember us all crowding around the motor when he pulled the head off. We were all like, ooh, because <laughs> like part of the piston was gone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there was – the dude totally, uh, he overboosted it and did not fuel it for the boost, and he just blasted a hole through one of the pistons. Um, and it scored, it scored the cylinder wall a little bit, so um, it's bored uh, a little over, and uh, yeah, but it's the engine work that's all been done to it. I mean, at CTC, they have a great program when it comes to automotive. Um, when we were building those motors, we went down like to the smallest uh, little details to the point where like on my 305, even though, yeah, it's gutless and it isn't fast at all. Um, it still makes we the were... good noises. Oh yeah. It makes the good, good uh, V8 noises and I put a gear drive in it. So it sounds like it's fast, even though it's not. Oh, uh, but uh, I mean, we got down to the point we were, uh, I was weighing my pistons and rods to get it as balanced as I could. Uh, but yeah, great program. And Mark Brooks, actually, he was uh, our teacher for uh, the later half of our senior year because our original teacher retired. 
Um, and he was fantastic and a huge help with all of that. But, but yeah, so that kind of ended up being a short tangent on the cobalt. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the cobalt is my daily that I wasn't really going to spend money on. Um, and then I spent money on it. Um, as all things end up uh, being projects. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll want to go with a Harrop TVS supercharger someday. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to. Uh, I think the next thing that I'm going to do on that car, um, which I make that sound like it's happening soon, even though it probably won't, um, is I want to do the trans swap so I can actually have a Speedo. See, um, yeah, and the main the main reason thing that is pushing me to actually get that done is because my shifter cables are toast, and they have been like horrible since I got the car. But like recently, they've gotten really bad. Um, so when I go to shift in, it's mainly fourth, sometimes second, but mainly mm-hmm. fourth. So when I'm shifting down, yeah. um, with the uh, shifter, it binds up Ooh. to where when I uh and it doesn't want to go in doing, here. So when I'm doing pulls uh like with my buddy Zach, he's got a red Ultima SER um which that car people underestimate that car. That thing is pretty quick for what it is. Yeah. Um it'll smoke my cobalt. Uh Those are nice. but, but when I was doing pulls with him from third to fourth gear, damn near every single time that shifter cable will bind up and just act like another neutral. And I have to go back into third, then into fourth. And then it's, it's there. Um, and it's super frustrating. Yeah. I've so, had that happen to me. I had to get mine fixed, uh, right across the street from, uh, well, caddy corner to where kill care is right there at the Chevy dealership on, uh, yeah. on 35. Yeah. It only took them like maybe I, they didn't say, Dropped it off after left kill care, put it on a flatbed, and then I picked it up the next day. So they only had it for like maybe twelve hours, and it was fixed. Just some, uh, it was basically uh, the lines that run to the shifter. They're plastic, and they break very easily. And I was just giving it hell at kill care on the track, and yeah, those broke. And I guess it's a it's a normal thing for them to happen. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty easy fix just take the boot off and then remove the the uh, the center console and pop that off and it's all right there they're just plastic pieces that run your gears but yeah yeah it'll it'll be easier uh when i go to actually do the trans swap because we're just gonna we're just gonna pull the motor and trans as a piece swap the transes and pop it back in um, make, make sure you get the right transmission <laughs> yeah um, i got uh there, there's a guy uh who i've gotten parts off of before um for my cobalt that's where i got my front seats from because i did an interior swap i swapped it all over to the black leather oh um, did you go with the uh the g85 uh, package ricardo seats no uh i wish but those things are ridiculously expensive They're if you can even find them they are Comfy. Um, but they're ridiculously expensive and yes. also hard to find. Um, so I believe the seats that I got are out of an 06. So they're, they have heating elements for heated seats. I don't have them wired up, uh, mm-hmm. which is on my list of things that will probably never happen. Um, <laughs> but, but 
Um, yeah, I did a interior swap, did the door cards, the seats, um, made it look clean again uh, because that driver's seat was torn to shreds. Oh yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it that was, was my. It was bad. That, that would have been my first uh, first change with that car. Would have been the seat. Yeah, so all I've really done to it is just a bunch of like smaller stuff. So I did uh, did the interior um, wheels, coilovers. I uh, have Swiss springs on the rear um, that I cut because I was pissed off because I didn't lower it to the height that I wanted. Um, no, I I shit you not. I was uh, I got my springs in, which Swiss springs are not cheap. Um, no, yeah, I so Fortunato, I had if I were to go Swift Springs on all four corners, Fortunato wanted another like four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. So I bought brand new uh springs for the rear that were shorter, so it was gonna lower it a little bit more, because uh, I was maxed out on the springs that I had. Um and so I bought some Swift Springs and was super hyped, got home from work, went to slap them on, and it lowered it maybe a quarter of an inch. And oh. I was bitter as shit. <laughs> So I took him back out and took my uh, cutoff wheel to him and cut a coil out of him. My uh, roommate Evan came home as I was in the middle of cutting one and just walked up the driveway and just looked at me and was just like, what are you doing? And I was like, just leave me alone, Evan. And <laughs> I uh, <laughs> cut a coil out of him and that's the, how it sits the way it does now. Um, and the front springs are the old rear springs off of my buddy Scion TC um off of his coilovers um they yeah, happen to be the same inner diameter build yeah so uh Definitely. they happen to be the right inner diameter so i threw those on the front and was able to get uh get it to sit level that thing's gonna um, ride like shit though because you cut the oh it does the oh yeah it does. <laughs> um it is bouncy as can be but um it is what it is uh but when i want to go it's nice right yeah i uh <laughs> i want to go a little bit lower um, in which case I can on the front, um, the rear, I'll just cut a little bit more out of the springs. That was I need me to do smaller <laughs> tires, uh, my tires. I tried to lower it more and, uh, I could not steer in the front. Like there was no turning the wheel. It was rubbing really bad. Ooh. Um, so I need to go down. I'll probably go down to like a two fifteen. Um, right now I'm on a 225 40 on an 18 by eight and a half. Oh, um, but Talk about stretch tensor no, wheel. No, those not, aren't the tensors, are they? The, the wheels that I have, are they the tensors? No, they're, uh, they're vores. Um, oh, you got rid of the tensors, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Those, it looked like a freaking hot wheel, dude. Uh, <laughs> it did because it's a blue car that had black wheels. Black wheels, wheels with red. red with, yep. Ooh, I didn't like that. It literally looked like a hot wheel. I would have been uh, okay with the uh, with the five star uh, stock wheels. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big like fan those. of white wheels. Like I I'm a sucker for white wheels. My they're uh, just so a bitch to keep clean, man. Oh, uh, tell me about it. I, I hate cleaning them. I hate cleaning them. Um, Shit, I hate cleaning it... my painted silver wheels. There you go. White wheels. Yeah, and right. that's why my wheels are usually dirty. Uh, when you see my car, uh, I have no motivation to clean them. Um, I just really like when they are clean, though. I love the look of them. Yes. Um, it's just a go. matter of having motivation to actually clean them. That, that's like um, me. I don't really have motivation to clean my whole car. Yet when that's it's clean. That too. That too. It's... Well, cause like I like I daily ruthless, so for me yeah. to 
want to clean it just for it to get dirty again. It's like, eh. That's why when I get all the bodywork done, I'm, I'm sending it somewhere and paying somebody to ceramic coat it just so it doesn't get dirty again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... I daily the cobalt when I'm not driving my truck. So, I mean, it gets dirty and I work on a lot that, uh, the lot for our shop that I work at is gravel. gravel so it gets uh-huh. really dirty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I keep it as clean as I can for the most part. Yeah. But, I mean, the car itself has a lot of imperfections. Yep. Um, yep. lots of rock chips and, uh, all that good stuff. But Same. yeah, it's a, it's a decent little daily, um, but yeah, I got the Cobalt, I got the truck, um, got my 78 El Camino, which is my project car. Um, are, are you still trying to turn it into a drift Mino? Uh, yes, that is the <laughs> plan, and uh, I'm not sharing the uh, what is going in it um, publicly necessarily, but LS. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting. But the so. fact that it's interesting is all that I need to know. It would be hilarious so, if you put an SR20 in it. That would be pretty sweet. That would yeah. be hilarious. Or or, or like some like like a 73 high revving diesel motor. Oh, I wanted to do a Cummins. <laughs> I wanted to put a Cummins in it. Seriously, Ooh. I really did. Um mm. but that quickly gets very expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not like building a drift El Camino is necessarily cheap either cuz nobody makes nobody makes drift parts. parts. For an El Camino, um, yeah, uh, it should it should be interesting. Um, I'm excited for it because I'm it's an American Muscle car that I'm making into um, a drift car, Ooh, and I want sacrilege. the uh, the aesthetic of it. Um, at least my plan is that it is going to look like a '90s Japanese drift car. <laughs> um, so it's going it's going to. Uh, in the end, I'm hoping um, to have a drift livery on it um, uh-huh. and, you know, big chassis mount that's obnoxious and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so it'll definitely be interesting. In, cut holes in the bed and mount the chassis mount to the, the frame rail in the middle of the bed. Uh, we're going to – so uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, Jeff Crace. Um, I've heard he's, the name. He's super cool dude. has a little rat rod uh, that has a – Toyota 22R uh, four-cylinder in it with a turbo on it. Um, it's a super cool car. Um, but he, uh, the way I started talking to him um, was actually back when I wrecked my Tacoma, he was going to buy the driveline out of it. Uh-huh. So he had parts for uh, his car. And uh, he told me, you know, like if I ever wanted to build another, like let him know he wants to wants to help me out. And so I actually bought the El Camino kind of as a impulse buy um, <laughs> because after I wrecked the uh, my little uh, shitty drift truck, um, <laughs> I wanted a, another project immediately. And so I was going to originally make the El Camino drag car. Right. Um, Which that's easy and, to do. Everybody makes <clears throat> drag parts for yeah, that. Yeah, hence, hence why I uh, built the 305. The 305 is board 60 over. Oh, um, with a mild cam, some head work done to it, and I got the rings because I was going to run nitrous on it or possibly boost it. Uh-huh. Um, so that was the original plan for that, and then started doing work to the car, and I was like, 
this is not what I want to do. Why am I building a drag car? Um, <laughs> so that is when I decided to make it a drift car. Um, to, to me, drag racing is not that fun. It's fun to go down the strip, but I mean, if I build a drag car, I feel like I'm going to get bored with it. Well, that, that's that's my point. Like, it'd be fun to go down the strip, but it's like, eh, this is... Yeah, I mean, if, if that's what... Uh, I know a lot of people that are into drag racing. I mean, that that's oh, for sure. That's for their sure. thing. Go for it. Yeah. But for me, uh, I want to go sideways and uh, smack shit into walls. So, <laughs> and um, possibly look idea. good doing so. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, Jeff, uh, I when I got the El Camino and was building the drag car, and then I was like, "This is stupid. I'm not doing this." Um, I texted him and I was like, "What do you think about building a drift car out of an El Camino?" <laughs> and he literally, I shit you not, like probably within like five to ten minutes, he sent me a sketch of what we could do as a front end like suspension setup. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he was like, "Let's do it." And so he immediately wanted to be a part of it. And without him, I would not be doing this. Um, I can one hundred percent say that. Um, and he's been pushing me to get, get stuff done. done on it. Um, but I'm waiting on a couple parts for the motor still. I'm going to go pick up the trans this week and, nice. uh, hopefully start seeing how this engine is going to fit in there. Um, cause nobody really makes parts to put this engine in this car. Um, but yeah, so Jeff is a huge part of it and, uh, would not be able to be doing this without him. So huge shout out to Jeff Grace, but it should be interesting, and I'm excited for it. That's good. That, that's always, yeah. I'm definitely, like, this week, starting tomorrow, all Ruthless is going up on the quick jacks, and I'm finally, I know, I've been saying this for, what, two months now that I'm going to put the fortunes on, but I'm putting yep. my foot down, and it's happening this week. Well, heck yeah. So that's going to happen. Then i got to figure out a time to take the front clip off the car and uh, put the intercooler that I have on it. And then as far as performance stuff, that build will pretty much be done, which is nice. And that's the only reason it's going to be done at that point is because that's all the farther I want to go in autocross at the moment. Yeah. So, but it'll be a nice uh, summer daily till I buy the... Uh, the other summer daily, well, daily slash trip car. So, whatever that might happen to be. But, uh, so you started Obsessive how many years ago at this point? Uh, uh back in 2018. So, so. <clears throat> three, four years ago, something like that? Yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. What made you want to start Obsessive? I had an alarm go off on my phone. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the time uh, that I started Obsessive, I was uh, starting to get into the car scene. So, like, uh, early 2018 is when I really started to get into, like, car meets and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's uh, back when uh, OSR was popping pretty good. Um, so I was going to their meets, and there were a couple other little meets that I went to. And... Uh, I was a high school kid. I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, I had a piece of crap, uh, 99 Eclipse. Um, 
it was a GS, so it wasn't anything cool. It was slow. Um, but I mean, I love the body style of the second gen Eclipse, and yeah, if I get rid of the always nice. If or when I get rid of the Cobalt, I thought about getting another one. Um, it'd be a GST. Um, I don't have GSX money. Um, I don't think anybody has GSX money. The they're getting expensive. Uh huh. Um, but definitely thinking about looking into getting another Eclipse because um, I absolutely love the way that that car handled. It handled like a good car. Fun cars, yeah. Uh, even with how slow that thing was. It was it handled fantastic, and I love that thing. As the the saying goes, it's always fun to drive a slow car fast. Oh, for sure, just (laughs) bomb hills with that thing and not care at all. Exactly, that's that's where the ST came from. But uh, yeah, so at the time I had that Eclipse, and it was nothing to really look at. It it was ugly. Um, I had like I had some eighteen by eight Lexus wheels on it that I had painted white. Oh, um with like two inch wheel spacers <laughs> and it was like stupid low and it, it sucked um but i had that and then i had my 96 tacoma uh which is what a lot of people uh know me for and the taco truck yeah it looked sweet and it was a piece of junk um <laughs> but that is to this day still the most fun i've ever had in any of my cars um, because I think I had maybe, I don't know, maybe like twelve to $1,300 in that thing total, oh, uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so it was cheap, stupid fun and I could just not care about it. <laughs> um, and so like I welded the diff in it, did a clutch and straight piped it and it was, it was a blast. Um, but yeah, so I had those two pieces of crap. And I would go to meets to hang out and meet new people and uh, usually get my car shit on uh, by the generation above me. And I was getting kind of tired of it, which, I mean, I know my stuff is junk, but, like, you can still be nice about it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Because, like, in high school, I didn't have a lot of money. I knew a lot of my buddies who were into cars didn't have a lot of money, so we were making do with what we had. So, uh that was towards the end of high school into when I started going to Sinclair. Um, and so I decided to create my own group, um, to where, you know, anyone can feel welcome and it's a family friendly environment for people to hang out. And that has been the goal from day one. Um, and so, I mean, we started out super small, like we were lucky if we had like maybe 10 to 15 cars each week. Yeah. And, uh, it was cool. Like we, we enjoyed it and we just kept doing it because, uh, you know, like even it wasn't a huge meet or anything, but, um, the quality was more important to us. Right. So the quality uh, of people and the, and the, the atmosphere is more important than quantity. Yeah. And, uh, so we started that off and, uh, um, it ended up growing, uh, pretty big i'd say 2020 was definitely our biggest um biggest year as far as turnout um more and more people started hearing about us and yeah we'll get to that (laughs) uh but uh yeah we used to meet at the uh barnes noble uh by the dayton mall um and last year 
Um, I mean, we filled that parking lot behind mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble, like mm-hmm. filled it. Um, but with that came issues with people being obnoxious as they left and, uh, the cops, uh, Miami Valley or Miami township came out, uh, two or three times. The last time they came out, they, uh, made it very clear that if they had to come out again, then they would be ticketing people for, uh, bumper height, uh, tin, loud exhaust, everything. So, uh, needless to say, we did not go back, um, and I stopped sharing the meets around as much. Uh, we met at Kettering Field for a little bit uh, towards downtown Dayton. Um, got kicked out of there because we were told that we could not be there after dark, even though online it said the park was open till 1030. Um, and we made made that clear that we were under that uh, understanding. Yeah. And uh, needless to say, their website is now fixed and it says park closes at dark. Um, so we met there for a little bit and we met at airway for a little bit, um, got kicked out of there, um, because people were doing dumb stuff again. I was going to say that airway was, uh, just a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Uh, it was like a, like a month month and a half. About a month ago. Yeah. Um, so since then, uh, we're trying to get. Uh, our new spot locked down, which we do. We do have permission for a new spot. Um, they want us to have insurance for our group, oh, um, which we're yeah. So I got a price on the insurance um, two days event, ago. I know event insurance isn't cheap either. Oh no, it's it's not cheap. So um, I'm still trying to decide uh, exactly what we're gonna do. Um, either way, um, whether we do this spot or another spot or whatever. Um, it's not going to be posted all over Facebook like it used to be because I, I uh, anymore you can't do that. Yeah, because that's how um, everyone finds out about it, including those who uh, right. choose to ruin spots for people. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I do realize, you know, that'll that'll affect like how many people come to our meets, but it's more important to me that we have a quality meet um, sure. versus sure. um, a versus massive a... turnout. Um, because I mean, uh, I, with uh, starting obsessive, it was never about wanting um, massive turnouts, like credit or clout for right. starting something. It was me and a group of my friends who were tired of the negativity and the car scene and Which there still just... is plenty of. Oh, for by sure, the way. and there always will be. Right, right. I don't, I don't think. As much as I'd love to say, you know, if we band together, yada yada yada, the the negativity will stop. No, no, it ain't going away. It ain't soon. going away. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, but you know, like, yes, I'm the one who puts on uh, the meats and stuff. But when it comes down to, um what obsessive actually is it's not me doing stuff it's like nothing none of this would have been a thing without all the people who actually come out to the meets right um and so obsessive is the group it is everyone who attends our meets and supports um you know what our i guess you could say mission statement is um for lack of a better term um but that's that's what obsessive is it's uh all the people who um, come to the meets and support. 
what well, we know, do. You kind of got famous without wanting to get famous. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily famous. I mean, there's still people that are like, what the heck is Obsessive Auto Group? And just like, well, that's true. It's just everyone coming together to hang out. Like, that's all it is. Um, but, you know, like, we have stickers and T-shirts, and they're pretty much just sold at cost. I'm not trying to make Obsessive a business or anything. It's just, you know, if you want to support what we do, then rep our name. Well, so. you know, there there's... I don't know if you remember, but uh, so Devin and Matt, GFL, mm-hmm. they have an LLC. Yeah. But if you listen to why Devin has an LLC, it makes sense. Because he has an LLC for the same reason that you uh, were looking to get – because he has event insurance with their LLC. Yeah. And, you know, he has all the liability shield and stuff set up so that he's protected. And, you know, he said it on on his interview on my show. He said it on his, he said it on uh, the GFL podcast when I was on his show. And he said it numerous times, you know, he's put in so much money into the car scene and isn't getting anything out of it and doesn't really want anything out of it either. Mm-hmm. So Devin, you know, Devin is a stand-up guy. Oh, for sure. Devin's a great and, guy. And and you are too, frankly. <laughs> well, um, I, right. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I do what I can. Yeah, We're not we, singling you all, out. Don't we all? <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, we all kind of have the same goal, and that's, that is really the thing that I want to convey, you know, that we all have the same goal, which is, you know, we just want to go hang out. We, yeah, we don't. Sure. We we don't want all the people doing stupid shit, ruining car meets, because it's not gonna. At the end of the day, not only is it not gonna help us, you know, be able to hang out somewhere, but it's it's not going to help the general car scene have a good public image in the long run. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I mean, you know, there's there's times and places where you can, you know, go do that uh, on your own time, right. not at a sit and chill meet. And right. I knew, I mean, most people understand that and they get that. And you know, if you want to go uh, do burnouts and donuts and rev your car up on your own time or whatever, um, then you know, go do that. Uh, I mean, I enjoy that stuff. It's it's a good time. Yeah. Um, but a sit and chill meet is not. The uh, place to do that, and I mean, most of the most of the issues that we have uh, at our meets are just people that are cruising by and see a car meet going on, yeah, and uh, decide to come through, do something stupid, and leave. So, and, like, and I see that. I mean, a lot too. yeah, we there was when we were at Airway, there was a stock white Jeep Grand Cherokee, like a '97, '98, oh lord, that rolled in. Saw that we were having a car meet, did a fat ass burnout, about went into the ditch and <laughs> left. And that was oh, it. that would have been cake like, if they would have went okay. into the ditch. Yeah, um, but you know we've seen that that guy has shown up a couple times, and he always does something stupid. Right, and we have his license plate number, um, and you know we've told him to stop, and we haven't seen him since he about went off the road. Um, probably embarrassed <laughs> so to be funny. honest. That is um, very funny. <laughs> But yeah, it's just that's I mean that's the main issue we have is just people yeah. just 
see us and be like, oh, I'm going to go do something stupid. And they roll through doing a burnout or rev their shit up or do a donut and then leave. Yep. So, yep. I mean, yeah. But we're uh, in the process of trying to get a new meat spot uh, ironed out, and we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it's just making it uh, really hard to lock down spots because uh, of all the negative... Uh, right. The negative image uh, that a lot of car groups have. It, it doesn't help people like the SCCA to try and lock down spots either for the same reason. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. And, and, and SCCA is regulated, licensed, insured, etc., etc. And it's nobody wants to take that risk. It's like, well, we, you don't have to. You just have to give us permission. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's impossible anymore, and it's it's sad. It is. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll get through it. I mean, either way, eventually. Um, I, I think I feel suffers. like this cycle happens every couple of years. Yeah, I mean, uh, when uh, I first started Obsessive, um, and we were meeting over at Barnes & Noble, um, there used to be, I can't remember what group it was, because um, I wasn't around for it. There was a group that met there. Uh, AJ, you might know. Uh, do you remember what, was it what group that was? Was it DCM? It I might have been DCM. I can't remember if it was DCM or not. Dayton Car Meets? Yeah. It was either DCM or it was uh, SRD. I can't remember. Oh, SRD was back in the back in like the mid-2000s, like the early to mid-2000s. Yeah, it was it was a while back. Um, SIP? Yeah, SIP. Yeah, SIP was one of them. That was <laughs> over at uh, Joanne Fabrics okay. across the street from uh, – that Starbucks right there by the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was Knights of Speed, KOS. That was a pretty good time. Um, I guess you had to be running like in the 13s or lower, but <laughs> I knew some of the guys, so they let me in the group. I'm like, all right, I'm just, I, I just film. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, there used to be a group that met at Barnes Noble, and uh, I mean, they had to stop meeting there because of the same exact reason. Yep. Um, so, and that died down and then, you know, we started doing our thing there and we, I mean, we held that spot for, we held that spot for three years, um, 2018, 2019 and 2020, um, and then got kicked, uh, in 2020. So, um, I mean, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I wish I was around for like all the SRD, SIR, all that stuff. Um, but I'm younger. I'm only 21, so I mean, I was never around for all that. Um, but I've heard many stories. You, you act yeah. like a. You act like you're a lot older than 21. Mike. Yeah, I didn't think you were 21. <laughs> wow, you're just a young buck. Wow, yeah. you're yeah. old. You're, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. younger than. Uh, you're younger than Nick. Yeah, yeah I'm just a little guy. I, damn, I feel old. I'm on, I'll be 38 in September. Holy shit, dude. He's your old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, oh, I could be your dad. Ooh, <laughs> ouch. All right, ouch. son. It's time, it's time to cut off the mullet. The mullet was originally a joke, uh, actually, because uh, <laughs> because I have the El Camino, the, the mullet car, you know, uh-huh, got the, uh-huh. the Malibu front end with the uh, yeah. truck bed. 
Remember um, Team Mullet? <laughs> yep. And uh, so I just originally grew a mullet as a joke. Uh, I grew out my hair with the intention of cutting it to a mullet and did that in uh, – I cut it last – at the end of June, right before 4th of July, that was the goal was to have a mullet for 4th of July. Um, so I actually had like, I had the, the, uh, chops with the mustache going little Joe dirt action. Mutton. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, originally it was just a joke and I was just going to cut my hair, <laughs> cut it off after that. And then, uh, I actually ended up kind of liking it and a lot of people liked it. So I ended up keeping it. And, uh, so I don't, I don't know if I'll, Cut it, cut it off for a while. My dad's actually growing a mullet too now. <laughs> it is hilarious. That is, um, it's it's coming out pretty good. Uh, but yeah, um, that was all <laughs> just meant to be a joke. And, uh, yeah, and I did chops. It. I did chops one time for a ska concert. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you have a picture of this. I do. I'm getting ready to put it on the show oh, notes. Yeah, send send that. I want to see. I'm that. searching for it right but, now. <laughs> um i did hear uh back to kind of the car meet scene um i did hear uh there was a uh castle meet going on uh last night supposedly yes um which uh i did i did not go um i don't know if there was a good turnout or not but um i mean i kind of i don't know if i was necessarily there for when castle was you know like a good, a good meet um but uh oh my gosh, AJ, those chops. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you should bring that back. You should bring yeah. that back. Do it. You won't. I can make it happen. <laughs> you you should do it. Um but yeah, uh back in twenty eighteen when I was like starting to go to car meets and stuff, I'd go to the castle, which I mean I had nothing to prove. Castle's known for being a uh a, a good Mexico meet. Uh-huh. Um but uh I mean I didn't have anything fast, so I just go hang out and see what was there. Um but towards the end uh of when at least when they were consistently having meets, um, like twenty nineteen and into twenty twenty. Uh I think twenty nineteen was mainly the the end uh for uh consistent every week meets. Mm-hmm. Um it was just like you'd go and just see a bunch of people fighting and I'm just like, yeah. what in the yeah. world is this? Yeah, that's not car um, stuff. No, but no, uh, that's like Saturday night fight club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Friday um, night sissy fights. But uh <laughs> but yeah, I mean maybe maybe uh the castle will come back, which that would be awesome to see. Um, meets like that to come back would be nice. Yes, for sure. Now I don't know um, if you guys remember, but I was sorry to cut you off, but you Middletown, the Middletown meet didn't used to be at the castle. It used to be at this uh, old Kmart lot. No mm-hmm. lights. They had no lights. They <laughs> raced down the strip right in front of where the store is, where they they met up, and they would just they would drag race all the way down that strip, and it Jeez. lasted for uh, quite a while. And then the police started to catch on, like yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, when I they moved to the, the castle. Kmart meets. Oh yeah. Yep, Middletown. Yep. So now they like to to go out to Mexico, and sometimes, hell, one one of the guys wanted to trailer his Mustang all the way out to damn near, uh, um, was it uh, thirty five? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was gonna drop the car off the trailer and put it on the street, and just all the way out in the middle of nowhere, damn near uh, 
where Tanner Outlets is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Out in Jeffersonville. Mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, going to the meets uh, in 2018, um, and I'd show up, and uh, it seemed like, you know, you'd park. The depending on where you park was uh, how fast your car was. So, you know, I parked at the end of the lot where all the slow shit was. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there were guys that would show up. There were like three or four guys that would show up with cars on trailers and park them right in front of the, yep. uh, the store right there. Um, and that was that was the fast shit. And uh, yeah, that, that was, a, was a good time before all the fights were started. But yeah, um, I'd love to see that come back. That'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, for man. sure. Stuff like that to come back. Uh, I don't know necessarily if we'll ever, we'll ever see those kinds of meets again just because the, the the scene is just so fractured now. Yeah, might need a little bit of time to heal before anything can really happen again. Yeah. Um, like that, but no, only time will tell. So we'll see what happens. But That is true. Um, it's like we need to hire security or something. Yeah. Um, get a moonlight security out there or something. Yeah, they're but, like right uh, across the street. They 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 patrol around the, my area where I live, and they're yeah, they're all around. But yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. I'm. I feel like I'm rambling, but I'm thankful for all the support with Obsessive. Just uh, because you know it was just me being tired of getting shit on and uh, wanting to create something good for the community, and could not do it with all the people without all the people that uh, support what we do. So a uh, big shout out to all those people that have come to our meets over the years and uh, repped our stickers and yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I feel kind of the same way. You know, we don't have that big of an audience yet, but you know, everybody starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. Try to. For me, you know, even if just one person listens to this show every week, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, just to sit down and and talk cars for with people for an hour. You know. Oh yeah. That that makes me happy. That's what I like to do. So, and we'll keep doing it. And Heck on yeah. that bombshell, <laughs> to channel my inner Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, before we go though, I I, I want to kind of piggyback on what clay said you know this is our 20th episode granted we haven't done these every week we took a little bit of a break last week just because i wanted to completely shut down for a week um but you know the big two zero uh and i don't think i would have ever gotten this far you know i started this about a year ago actually almost exactly a year ago uh was when I posted the first episode of this. And uh, I don't know if I could have ever done it uh, without guys like AJ supporting this show. Um, And I'm excited. We've got some things kind of in the pipeline uh, coming, hopefully soon, uh, to where it'll be a better experience uh, for everyone to... Uh, enjoy the show. We're gonna add, add a, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. We're gonna add a little bit of production to this uh, program, and uh, you know, the direction is up, not down. So, with that being said, we will see you guys next time. Hopefully, it'll be next week. Uh, and 
Have a good one. We'll see you guys.